Are you ready to speak up, stand out, and get your seat at the table? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast where you'll get real-life anecdotes and actionable tools for you to step into your strengths, debunk imposter syndrome, truly know your worth, and show up like you own the room every time. I'm your host, Nancy Medoff, who did the thing and followed my passion for empowering women like you to unleash that inner spark and become who you know you are meant to be. I'm a diehard foodie with a raging Skittles habit who will not stop until women everywhere unmute themselves and truly thrive at work, at home, or wherever you may be. Let's do this. Hello. Welcome to Did the Thing, the second story. As you know, I have decided to release a number of bonus episodes the month of December and probably into January. And the reason why I want to do that is because oftentimes when we hear a story of how somebody did something, we will take that story and we will say, well, if they can do it, why can't I? And that's what I want you to feel. I have invited numerous guests who did the thing. Some wrote a book, some quit their big corporate jobs to follow their dreams. Some made their side hustle a full-time job. Whatever the case may be, I want you all to know that these are everyday people. They are not chosen. And I'm actually going to change, I'm going to change my, my, the way I'm talking about this. We, because today's episode is going to be how I did the thing. We are not chosen. We are not special. We simply did what we needed to do the thing. So I'm going to jump in and today's episode is going to be about me. Many of you have asked and continue to ask, you know, kind of how I how I was able to build this career or the second career for myself and this life. And it's interesting. I don't talk about it as much as maybe I should because I struggle with sounding braggy or sounding look at me-ish. And it takes a lot of work on my own mindset for me to to continue to remind myself that that's not that's not true and that's not accurate and that the people who listen people like you something i'm saying is resonating with you or you wouldn't be here in the first place so i'm going to get right into it and talk about how i did the thing so i had a close to 30 year career in corporate sales i was a global account director for many many years with marriott international i think that was like a 20 i was with marriott for 25 and a 25.2 years And most of those were co-leading the global sales organization. It was a very, very big team. This is a very big organization. It is full of wonderful, wonderful people. And I had an amazing, amazing career. Ton of opportunity. And it was just a blast. It was absolutely a blast. And about at the same time, about 20 years into this career, I started thinking to my, I started feeling a little unfulfilled. And I started thinking to myself, I love what I do. This company is my family. I am surrounded by wonderful people. I'm good at what I do. I'm successful. Sales was never really hard for me. I don't know why. I think I can probably tell you that it was because I showed up as my true self and that always just seemed to work for me with my clients. Not every client. I never got wrapped up in the outcome. I always believed in what I was selling and, and what I was doing and that energy is contagious and I was able to bring people along with me. So about, like I said, about five years before I left, I started feeling a little restless and not restless in the perspective of, 
hey, I want that next promotion. And in fact, I started seeing the new opportunities come across my desk for for promotions and I wasn't interested. And that was really strange for me. And and I'm sure if you're feeling the same way, it's really strange for you too. We are so used to what's next, what's next, what's next. Where can I climb the what ladder, the ladder or the ladder? What can I do next? It was very unnerving and very unsettling. So I started to feel just a little unsettled. And I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in the lobby of my health club. And it's a bougie club, or it was at the time where I was going. And we had Wi-Fi and I had my little laptop open. And I Googled executive coach. That's what I did. I felt like I needed somebody to help me. I felt like I needed somebody outside of my company to help me. And I needed someone with zero perspective, you know, zero, I can't think of the word, zero biases with zero already preconceived notions to help me. So I Googled executive coach. I will never forget. And this woman came up and I made an appointment to speak with her. And I remember I was about 20 minutes into the conversation. And I hope she's listening because Marlo, I'm going to get, I'm going to get emotional. Marlo and the work we did together completely changed my life. I I am so grateful to her and the work that we did together. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. So her name is Marlo. Her name is Marlo Zarka, Z-A-R-K-A. If anybody knows her, please thank her for me because she's no longer doing it. And we'll, she'll shoot me a note like once every four or five years. And I never had the opportunity to thank her. So uh, uh, like I said, she's not doing it anymore, which is really a tragedy. But the work we did together changed my life. So here's what we did. We got clear on what does this next chapter look like? What's next? And I would say 90% of what my coach at the time and I did together, we... 90% of what we did was mindset work. I had the tools. I had the tactical tools. I know how to train people. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go be a trainer. I know how to inspire action. I know how to put tools together that show people how to do what it is they want to do. I know all that. The tactical piece, I knew. It was getting my head in the right space. And I share this with you because some people think that I just woke up one day and said, I want to go be a global keynote speaker. I want to inspire women. I want to help other women. That is true. That is always what I wanted to do. But I had to get out of my own head and get out of my own way to do it. So the work I did with Marlo was, I would say, 95% around my mindset. I had to really visualize, well, what does this company look like? And I'll never forget. She said to me one day, totally nonchalant. She said, well, how many people do you want working with you? Or working for you is what she said. And I said, what, what do you mean? She's like, well, what do, you, do you want a big team? Do you want a small team? What do you want? And I remember thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. She's assuming that I'm going to be able to build this company so that it's not just me. And she was right. I have a team. I have many, many people and women. It's mostly women. I do have one man that's on my team. Shout out to Chuck. He's the best. Who help me do it, do what I need to do. And they support me. At the time... I always thought, well, it's just going to be me. I was limiting how I thought about my business. And then she would say, she would say, okay, so what can you do now in your current job to, to help you in your, in your, in your, when you open your own company? And it wasn't like, what kind of paper clips can I steal? That, that, was not the, that wasn't really the intent. The intent was, what are you doing now 
that you can really perfect and hone in so that when you want to launch your company, you already have this toolbox. And it was with a pure heart and with full, the best intentions for the company I was working for at the time was, you know, well, what am I working on now that I can apply in my new, in my new business? So I was able to, to proof of concept, if you will, a lot of the programs that I, that I launched when I started my own company. Now, these were mostly sales programs and they were, you know, things like team-based selling and negotiation skills. What was I doing in my current role that I could continue to hone my craft and try it out so that when I left, I already had this, this toolkit of offerings. Again, this was not, well, I'm going to do this on the company dime. Absolutely not. What I did, I did well, and it benefited everybody I worked with. And it was it was the process. And how do you put together a sales training? How do you do this? How do you inspire women? How do you get women out of their own heads that I could then then take with me, take that process with me and and the how to build a program? I took that with me. So that was another way that that we worked together. The other thing she really helped me with was, and you've heard me say it before. And a lot of you have come back to me and, and said that you use this on yourself. It's not a divorce. It's a graduation. I worked for that company for 25 years, more than half my life at the time. And leaving 25 years of relationships, 25 years of beliefs, 25 years of people who are your family, leaving that behind is difficult and I really had to get my head to the place where I realized that I'm not leaving them behind. I am simply moving on to something that I know is better for me. And in the long run is going to be better for everyone. Because when you start feeling restless and when you start feeling like there's something more for you, you're not giving 100%. And that's okay. For some people, giving 95% is, is, is giving 100% for other people. I was still producing. I was still very much involved. I was still very committed. And I was able to get my head to that space of, I'm not leaving them behind. I'm moving on to something that I know is better for me. And I was able to do that before, before I was bitter, before I was phoning it in, and before I was just going through the motions. And that's something that I was able to do through this work. So here's the tactical of what I did. I hired a coach. I laid out, here's what it will look like. I laid out, here's what I want my offerings to look like. I said, okay, how can I network now so that when I do need to network with people, they're not hearing from me for the first time? And this is something that you'll hear me say often as well. It's one of the tools that I offer in my confidence community. By the way, if you're not in this community, it's a free community. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I have tons, tons, tons of free tools. How can I network forensically? How can I look at if I'm going to be on the road in Chicago, who do I know in Chicago that I want to make sure I spend time with? Who do I want to know in Chicago? Who do I know in Chicago that I want to make sure I'm keeping in touch with so that when they hear from me, it's not, hey, I just started my new company. Can you help me? That's not, you don't want to show up like that. It's, hey, I saw this article and I thought it might resonate with you. Hey, I'm in town. Do you have time for a quick cup of coffee? By the way, this is exactly what I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. I take these processes that work for me and we adapt it and we fine tune it for you if this is something that you want to be doing. So I started to strategically network. I looked at who can be a connector, who can be a coach, who could be a potential client. And this was over the span of several years, a few years. 
And then I made the decision to leave the company I was with and to go try something else with another company. I was with the other company for about a year, maybe a year and a half. And it was when I was doing that role as VP of Global Sales that I realized that it was time. Like it was time. I no longer wanted to be working for someone else. I knew what I wanted to do and I had the tools to do it. And it was time. And I remember there's an expression and you've heard me say it before, leap and the net will appear. And I love that. I loved that expression. I had it everywhere. And now I don't like it because it is not smart to leap without a net. You need to have some kind of plan, some kind of tactical plan. Even if it's, you know, if you're selling a product, it's okay. What's going to be my lead product? What's going to be my cash cow? How am I going to be able to, to embrace my creativity and do what I love to do? You need a plan. And frankly, you probably want a few clients before you leave your, your current job. So the plan was laid out so that when it was time for me to leave, I knew I was ready to leave. I had the net. So this is also interesting. When I started my new company, I was not doing 100% what I wanted to do all the time. I had to do what I was good at and what people would pay me money to do so that I could then get to a place where I could do only what I wanted to do. So I did a lot of sales training. I did a lot of hotel sales troubleshooting. I did. I looked at people's websites and helped those get better. I took my sales and marketing background and I used that to fuel my business until I could get to the point where now all I do is empower women to speak up and stand out. I do sales trainings, yes, but my sales training is women in sales. I coach women on how to on how to let go of their limiting beliefs and be more confident. I mean, you know what I do. You listen to the podcast. So I did what I needed to do till I could get to the point where I did only what I wanted to do. And now I am very fortunate. Notice I'm not saying I'm lucky. Sure, sure. I have circumstances that have allowed me to do a lot more than other people. Yes, I do. And I appreciate that every day. I also busted my ass to get to where I am, where I am in a position where I can do what I want to do and only what I want to do. It is not easy. It is not easy to get there. Podsters, I promise you, it is worth it. It is so worth it. Beyond my wildest dreams, I never thought that I would be, be able to, to, to show up every day doing what I love to do and, and being paid for it. I never in a million years thought I'd be able to do that. Yes, it's available. I am not chosen. The people that you see doing it, we are not special. We simply double down. We simply double down on ourselves and, and, we, and we faced our fears and we did it anyway, even though we were afraid. So Podsters, that's my story. That's how I did the thing. I'm going to add a link to the show notes. I have an audio series. It's called Do the Thing. It's free. You can download it. You can listen to it while you're wrapping your presents. You can listen to it while you're out walking, whatever the case may be. You can listen to it. And if you are inspired to do so, this is what I do. This is the one-on-one coaching I do. And I, I also have a, I have a Do the Thing virtual retreat coming up. You know, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. The Do the Thing retreat, it is an option for people who don't want or do not have the budget right now for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. The fastest way to get where you want to go is one-on-one -on -one coaching. I can tell you that right now. That is not for everyone, which is why I have created the Do The Thing Retreat. So but all of these links are going to be in the podcast, are going to be in the show notes. My intent here is not to sell you on something I'm offering. I have thousands of listeners that I that I that that never sign up for something that I'm offering. And that's totally cool. Uh, my intent here is to inspire you 
to believe that what you want is available to you. It is. This is how I live. This is who I hang out with now. Everyone I work with did the thing. Every single person. And you can too. Peace out, podsters. I love you and I'll see you soon. That's a wrap, podsters. And before we go, I ask you, what's one thing from today's episode that you will use this week to unmute yourself? DM me, email me, send a smoke signal, whatever you need to do. Let me know what you're going to do differently. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know and leave a five-star review on Apple. This helps me spread our message of empowerment to more people worldwide. Let's do this.